Jason is here. Hello, everyone. I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. And uh, today we're talking about the Star Wars news. How's it going, everybody? Everybody up? Everybody ready for the week? Have a good vacation? A good Thanksgiving and all that jazz? It was it was a good time. My kid got sick. She's in bed right here sleeping. So that's why I'm being quiet. But I think she's faking, so we'll see what happens. But anyways, uh, yeah, we got a little bit of Star Wars news today. Just to like, catch up. Bespin Bulletin was, I think, uh, bored not having the American holiday and all the slowdowns. So any little thinking out, he was like, article, 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 article. And uh, I'm thankful, though, because we get to read them on the uh, show. Um, the best ways to support the show are to be a channel member, but you could also be a Patreon supporter. And um, same thing with Bespin Bulletin. If you read his site, I suggest that you uh, be a Patreon supporter or give him a coffee. You know, especially it's been so slow with the strikes and stuff. Everybody's everybody's like, come on, get back to work, everything. But it's it, it's inching along. We're starting to hear interesting things. Uh, he and I got, I think, a little bit of scoop ping pong coming pretty soon on some little things. But we'll see what happens. Uh, let's, let me look at the chat for a second before I, I start ignoring everybody on accident. Junior Jingle says, Jason, you and Rob are so great together. Thank you. Very curious as to how you first met and recruited to be your co-host, considering you live in different states. Word up, son. Well, so as you know, um, I'm a very affluent person um, who lives in a big sky rise in New York City. And Rob's mom was actually the maid to my rich white daddy. And when his mom died, we took him and his brother Willis in. And we raised them like they were a part of the family. I mean, until my father remarried and, and got Sam. Then we didn't really care about Rob as much anymore. But um, he's kind of just been around ever since then. So, uh, yeah. And like like the show today. That's that's another way is if you if you are um, as broke as the rest of us and you, you can't contribute, like the show. Thank you, Santa. Miss you, bud. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to hang out with Santa this Friday on on his show make sure you subscribe to his channel if you haven't it's it's a good time it's very very easy going very you know low drama usually usually he's still a santa claus and you know how those santa clauses get um oh wow yeah i don't know maybe he wants to that maybe he doesn't i don't know i don't know what's going on there so uh you're a little too quiet today am i am i too quiet today let me see What's going on? Test, test, test. Hmm. I don't know. Are, was it just the opening that was quiet or is my actual mic quiet? Let me know. But hey there, Aria. How's it going, homie? And then we got the Spreezy in the chat and the Sabersmith. How's it going, Spreezy? How you doing, dude? So, yeah. But anyways, I hope everybody had a, had a good vacation and all that jazz. Ah, uh, today's show, powered by Tom's computer. This is the Tom that everything is powered by. So, Star Wars Santa trying to sabotage the show again. Being one of those YouTube mean girls, you know? I've noticed that ab about him lately. He's definitely a YouTube mean girl. Yeah, we're, the mic's all the way up. I don't know, maybe we're getting a bad cord or something. Um, is, is Bespin and Rob coming on? 
I don't know. Um, if Bestman wants to, I haven't talked to Bestman this morning. He, his sleep schedule has been different than mine. Um, so we didn't play Fortnite yesterday. I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's problems at home. You know, maybe we should see the school counselor for him and see what's going on. That said, uh, I sent Rob the message that we would be going live at 9 if he was free, but he I might not have given, given him enough time. So, yeah, there we go, man. You know, those, those, those Santas, dude, they always try to undercut you. You think they're your buddy, and then the next thing you know. Um, but anyways, uh, let's, let's look at the articles that we got for the, for, for the day. Um, these are, most of these are from late last week during the uh, vacation that we had over here in the United States. And uh, so it's just, it's more Taika news. And um, a lot of times people are like, oh, the Taika movie is not happening. Why is it the only one we talk about? It's a false flag conspiracy and so on. And I mean, the reality of the situation is that Taika is the most famous director making a Star Wars movie at the moment, more or less. And he has films coming out now, like last uh, Next Goal Wins is the uh, film that he has been doing press for, which means there's the opportunity to ask him about Star Wars. When Deadpool 3 starts to hit, you're going to see a ton of Sean Levy articles for the same exact reason. Um, but Taika wants to evoke the feeling of the original trilogy in his Star Wars movie. This is from bestmanbulletin.com. Uh, on on his on his articles on Bestman Bulletin, you can see his Patreon and his coffee links or Ko-Fi. I, I can never remember what it's supposed to be. I kind of hate the title of that of that thing. But anyways, Bestman writes. Sorry, I need my glasses today. Just in that my vision's there today. Uh Taika Star Wars film has been making headlines over the past few weeks due to the director being on a promotional run for his latest release. So Next goal wins. We, we agree. Me and Beth are on the same page here. Which opened last week into a disappointing box office opening. The film currently has made $6.2 million and in, in an equally unflattering Rotten Tomato score of 42%. Now, so right here, Bestman is trying to troll you. He's trying to make you go, I don't like any of the Taika movies. Therefore, the Star Wars movie is broken. Man, Bestman, be a force for good, Bestman. Come on, man. Um, naturally the topic of a star of star Wars has reared its head various times in interviews with the writer director, sharing some headline worthy quotes about the mysterious flick. No. And I'm only joking about Bespin there, but the thing I will say is I did see next goal wins. Um, I think Taika's a, a good filmmaker. I, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, it's just like when you see a comedian, you know, a really funny comedian, sometimes they're not funny. It just happens. Sometimes they're not on. And like next goal wins. Um, the only way I could describe it is like you have like shot A and you have shot B. Okay. Shot A is is Michael Fassbender, the lead coach in the film. Shot B will be the native uh, America Samoa um, reactions and jokes. When you watch that film, it feels like Fassbender's in a different movie than the than everybody else. He's way too serious. He's way too straight. He's never there's never an interaction from Fassbender and the people on the other side of the of the frame. That right there was a little bit. I think if there's anything concerning about it, I'm down to to grapple with the idea of it. Um, 
um of of yeah taika i think kind of fucked that one up to be to be real with you um i know it was originally filmed with army hammer who's like a cannibal something weird going on with him you could it's a whole rabbit hole you could go down um fetishist cannibalism and stuff and uh and i guess hurt people I, but i don't know the ins and outs don't really give a shit that said um i think it might have messed that movie up but the movie is not uh perfect but it's also a very tiny movie like it's it's really really small it's i i remember going to see indiana jones in the, in the dial of destiny it was like the only one there and <laughs> one of the times and they put this giant next next goal wins like standee that's very expensive now i don't know if they put out five of them and my theater was one of the five but if that standee was in most theaters it goes to show a little bit how disney has been overspending on just essentially stupid shit and promotion just throwing promotion at stuff and then making money and going we know what we're doing i think it's kind of a testament that they don't personally i think they're just trying things but anyways last week what we do in the shadows co-creator told entertainment tonight that he and lucasfilm had agreed for him to finish writing four scripts for other projects before refocusing his efforts on his star wars movie with the director adding that he wants to take his time and get the film right he then followed up that nugget by telling variety that his star wars film would very much be a taika waititi film and like i think that is very much just him saying i gotta be me you know i'm going to tell jokes but you know when you get down to his more serious uh i don't want to say serious stuff but the, his use of 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 comedy in film does align with the original trilogy's use of comedy in film i don't think these things are necessarily different and al always everyone should remember he directed the final the finale of the mandalorian season one which most people said was you know chef's kiss about it so you know contextualize things um i'm going to think that yeah taika with star wars is, is a little bit more studied i'm not going to play the clip because i don't want to deal with all of the crap that comes with playing a clip sometimes on this one especially but when you really get down to it um i do think his sensibilities are actually more in line than people would give it credit for but also people um take star wars way too seriously sometimes and lose the, the the thread on what he's saying here you know there's a difference between return of the jedi and andor and there's a little bit of that comedy the hey it's me and it's like yeah it's funny but it's not really like ha ha ha, ha funny but you know anyways um uh, he said it would be a taika waititi film when asked if the film would be true to star wars to what star wars fans have come to know and love about the movies before the director added that his star wars movies will piss people off as he began to laugh now, this is once again where the people who are much, much too serious go, he's trying to troll us. Like, like I don't honestly don't give two shits if you like Ryan Johnson or you don't. But Ryan Johnson's like said a long time ago, yeah, I want to make people angry because that is what kind of art when it's challenging is going to piss people off. It's going to make people emotional, all kinds of things. Um anybody making art who's like i don't want anybody to feel anything or to care at all i mean the care at all when people don't care at all that's when something is just completely failed 
that's like true failure. You know, if, if you, if your intention is for it to be seen by a lot of people, and I assume a $200 million space opera is intended to be seen by a lot of people. So anyways, as the internet seemingly loves to complain and respond negatively to any update to the YTD film since the release of Thor, Love and Thunder, which by the way, if that's the only Taika movie you know of in his, in, in that thing, you need to just move on. You don't know what you're talking about. You're watching, uh, you know, in that instance, like, I think it's a failure. I do think the movie's a failure. I'm with you guys. I don't think it's good. But it's a, all the Marvel movies are an amalgamation or a, a hodgepodge of genre. And that one's romance and superhero. And you put them together and it sucks. And they tried it and it didn't work. He couldn't make it work, you know? So anyways, I know I have a little, I have a little weirdo. I have a little weirdo on my shoulder that you can't see. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, look at, look at the guy's films across the board. Now, the, the problem with, with Taika, the worry is that this guy's burned out by the time he gets to a Star Wars movie with the amount of work that, that he's doing. You know, he's recently said in interviews that he doesn't want to, uh, you know, 10 years, people won't care. And he, once he's done, he's going to be done with, with filmmaking. He doesn't plan on being a workhorse forever. However, uh, by the time he gets to that Star Wars movie, he could be burned out. He might not have anything to say or any passion for filmmaking. That's my worry, to be honest with you. But I don't, but we'll, we'll know when we get there, you know, what he seems like. Anyways, you can imagine the comments from last week didn't go over too well with some sections of the Star Wars fandom. That's because they are stupid crybaby humans. Uh, I love you guys. I hate st the Star Wars fandom on whole. If we made the Star Wars fandom a, a person, oh man, it's they're a psychopath. Um, anyways, personally, anytime I share an update on the YTD flick, it's always met with a negative response to my dismay. The Jojo Rabbit director's comments to Variety were headline-provoking but it's very much in line with the filmmaker's personality. Yeah, once again, these people can't take a fucking joke. They don't understand facetiousness. And a lot of times they don't want to. A lot of times they do know that it's, that it's BS. They're completely aware. They know that joke you said isn't really like what, what you mean in your personality and that it's a quote joke, but let's read it literally on the internet. That's that's the game, you know, and you get to go Kathleen Kennedy is very, and it's just like, God, you know, I, I'm down to have a, a, a nuanced, you know, critique of Kathleen Kennedy. It's fucking there, you guys, but we don't get to most of the time because of that reactionary kind of stupidness. But I honestly am of the opinion that I'm just going to start ignoring those people altogether. Just pretend that they don't even exist. They don't deserve to be even be acknowledged. They're so fucking petty and stupid. All right, so I believe it was just to be playful when he dropped the piss people off comment. And, well, and let's be honest, pretty much any Star Wars project these days takes off at least some portion of the fan base. You can't please everybody. That's very true. That brings us now to where YTD appeared on the Kelly Clarkson show to help promote Next Goal Wins. The filmmaker had a much softer approach to the interview than we've seen uh, for the past week. Maybe it's because of the next goal wins reception, both critically and financially. Or maybe he knows he's on a candy ass show like Kelly Clarkson show <laughs> as well. I don't I don't know if people over in the UK, if that Welsh boy, if that Welsh boy knows what our Kelly Clarkson is, but it's about the most candy ass show you can do here in these United of States. When asked about his Star Wars movie, 
Taika took no opportunity to crack jokes. Instead, he emphasized his ambition to get the project right, and he really wants to capture the joy and entertainment of the original trilogy, namely The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Now, that right there makes me super happy because that spectrum of Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi is essentially what I fell in love with with Star Wars. You know, don't get me wrong. It was never like A New Hope is a terrible movie, but it was slow even to me as a kid. And like the the uh, sequels to me as a child were way better, you know? Loved them all, don't get me wrong. Like the ending of A New Hope is still the best ending, the feeling you get when you watch the end of A New Hope, especially like around the first times you've ever seen it, is nothing that, there's nothing that compares to that, you know? It's just so, it's perfect. But... Empire and Jedi made Star Wars for me. Empire and Jedi is why I do the show. It's why I'm here. You know, it's it's why I was there for, for the prequels and stuff like that. That's what got me. And so I like that for Taika. He's like, okay, he's trying to find a vein to suck some blood out of for his little, you know what I mean? To, to find that the essence of Star Wars. And that's where he's going. Um, not a bad place to go, but also got to say, good luck with that one. You know, easier said than done, I think. So, uh, the hunt for the wilder people director added that Lucasfilm wants something. Oh, so, so, so Bespin will add the hunt for the wilder people, but when it's Charmin obey Chinoy, it's only Ms. Marvel. Got it. Bespin understood. Or added that Lucasfilm wants something particular from his film and that he won't rush the effort that he'll bubble along developing the flick as they gear up to release their first Star Wars film since the rise of Skywalker. Penny, I love you, but you need to turn that down. Thank you. <laughs> the rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah. So anyways, their first film since the rise of Skywalker and untitled Ray Skywalker film led led film. That's looking to release in May, 2026. You can read like Taika's comments below. And here's his quote. Yeah, I've been developing that for a few years with them, Lucasfilm. But with any film, they want it particular. And it's something I want to get right. I don't want to rush it. I'm just going to bubble along the side. It's exciting. I want to capture the joint entertainment of those early ones like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. All those ones. So I'm just trying to figure that out. But it'll happen. Take it by TD. And yeah, so I also have to remember he he said things like I can't just have a smuggler show up and blah 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 blah, which which you know I'm kind of surprised didn't get taken as some kind of like sideswipe on JJ because if there ever anything was to be taken as a sideswipe on another director, that's kind of it. He's like I'm not going to use any of those of those crutches, which is also good because if we get something that's in line with those films and. Um, it just stands on its own. That's great. But also, I think if he does crack it, likely there will be more of them and it won't be the only film. And that could also be a reason that it they are allowing his to be on the back burner of everything. However, in my opinion, excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold. We're all a little sick here. Um, I, In my opinion, I think he may end up, like I said, doing a series of films, but I also think he may be like, I've, suggested is sort of like the pinch hitter in a baseball you know the team if they need them i think they may bring them to the forefront if if the the you know let's just say uh dave filoni breaks his leg skiing can't direct now i don't know why he can't direct with broken legs but he can't okay um 
that one may be the one that gets moved up if the scheduling was was possible. And that's the other thing. Taika has a very full docket of films coming. Um, but as we know, just in Hollywood in general, I believe if you have six films lined up, there's no way all six of those films are going to be made. There's just no fucking way. And uh, the Star Wars one included, right? But it could go, it, it could just drastically change. We don't know what things look like. We don't know how many more bombs Disney's going to have. We don't know how that's going to change, you know, all of the stuff. And they may be less likely to experiment. But a Taika Waititi film that is aiming to delight, that is sort of promising to evoke Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi vibes, that sounds very commercial to me. It sounds like he's really trying to make a very commercial Star Wars film. So, but he's also said it'll be a Taika Waititi film, but I think, once again, that might just be him saying, I gotta be me. It's gonna be my film either way you cut it, you know? So, anyways, Bestman goes on to write, I hope that one day we will see the Taika, White, the Taika Star Wars film. I'm a fan of the filmmaker, despite not loving his last two releases. I didn't dislike them either. Yeah, like, um, Next Goal Wins isn't a bad film. Uh, it's not amazing. It, it does feel like a like a wasted opportunity on that one. It feels like it could have been a lot funnier. It feels like it could have been a lot more delightful and stuff like that. It has like a good sort of gut punch moment in it, but at the same time, the gut punch comes so late that you've already kind of checked out. If that makes sense. Anyways, at the time he was hired, he was a director who was really hoping to see tackle a Star Wars film, and I'm still very much looking forward to see what he delivers. I think many who criticize the filmmaker have only seen his Thor efforts, Love and Thunder, disappointing many of those viewers and likely don't like his persona. His persona is the best part about the guy, I think. Anyways, I found the, his latest two releases middling. Middling. But, the, but thought what we do in the shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, Jojo Rabbit, and Thor Ragnarok to be great films. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok is probably my, my parallel favorite movie next to... Winter Soldier. I think those are it's a broad spectrum on those two, but I think that's the best one, and he did do that one. Uh, and I thought he delivered up the Mandalorian season one finale, which he did. Something I think many of his critics in the Star Wars fandom forget that he directed, and they do, they they totally do. And and uh, yeah, and Thor: Love and Thunder. Like I said, I couldn't even finish the movie, you know. But to me, it was it was more of the amalgamation of of genres that was never going to work for me. I was never going to care. I don't really care about either of those genres. So it's like, I like the superhero genre when the, when the second genre that's added is something I care about. If that makes sense. So Skywalker Academy says star Wars, star Wars pissed off fans in the second movie. There was a lot of controversy over the empire strikes back, but it's still the most popular movie. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing is like Empire Strikes Back has the most acclaim, but it's also not even like the the biggest Star Wars movie. You know, I don't I don't think anything has changed. Do you know what I mean? So, on that front, I should say. So, and then Balin says Thor wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it. So you know, I mean, it, it it's yeah, it it's it didn't work. But also, like most movies don't work. That's just the the truth. I love the Star Wars prequels. I know that it when those came out, it was said that they didn't work either. And um, some movies can kind of just become timeless and outside of everything, and it works out. Like 
probably did for some like revenge of the sith i would say is probably one where that's kind of happened for but yeah most most films don't work so you know you can't really fault taika for being mortal that said uh i think his films are generally good i think it's a good hire by lucasfilm mostly <laughs> three live action star this one right here is kind of a, a funny one to me um, three live-action Star Wars series reportedly set to release in 2024, Skeleton Crew, The Acolyte, and Andor Season 2. Now, before, I haven't read the article yet, but I know that it comes from Empire. I don't believe this is going to be true. I I just don't. I, I don't see, with what we know, I don't see how there, there's going to be three next. I don't know. I would love to be wrong. It'd be fantastic to be wrong but look at old stenberg all right in january issue of empire magazine it's mentioned that 2024 could see star wars hitting a high point with three live action series releasing including skeleton crew the acolyte and andor season two. Oh yeah before we before we get there so a couple of days ago um i'm, I'm me and bestman are working doing our our having like a little meeting and then I get a text message from Chris Spreezy, and he's like, check this out. And then and then I'm just, like, getting flooded with stuff with Star Wars characters at Pinewood Pictures. So I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. And I had talked to some Pinewood people, like, not very long ago. And I was like, kind of messed up. My, my buddies didn't tell me they were going to be filming, you know. But then I'm like, well, Andor may have just started doing pickups, you know. Because Andor, it was said by the trades that Andor had, like, two weeks to go before it was like cut off before like production ceased so right as of right now we don't even think andor is done okay but so we see these snow troopers so i like takes so i like tweeted it out i'm like snow troopers scout trooper and chopper for for andor 2 with a question mark then everybody just takes the uh and i did it as a question to get the answer i get the i get the answer back it's just like this expo that's going on at pinewood on the sound stages and um, so that's what it was. It was basically 501st style costume people that were like showing up at the studio from the UK or, you know, wherever. And uh, yeah, then people just keep sh sharing the images, writing via making Star Wars. And I'm like, I, I, but I tweet out the correction. I retweet it, say, here's what it is. Here's the link to the thing. All the other people on Twitter, no correction. No correction at all. You know what? I want validation. Like, like me. Like what I do. Give me a little heart. Give me a little heart. Validate me. You know? And it's just like, come on, man. And we fucking, I know, I know. And that was the thing, Balin. Balin's all I have forgotten about Snowtroopers, but now it feels like I missed the opportunity to not have, yeah. Uh, original trilogy Snowtroopers, we haven't seen uh, in anything. And I, I like those guys. Uh, I think they're rad. As a kid, that was one of my favorite toys, you know? Um, and I was excited. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we're going to. And I, I thought it was unexpected. I'm like, we're going to get snow stuff in Andor. I'm all, that's going to feel very different. So I was kind of like down for it. But all of that's fake. All of that is, when I say fake, I mean, it's it's costumers that are at an expo at Pinewood. So, yeah, no regrets on tweeting it out and asking the question, considering it was stormtroopers at Pinewood. You know, we got to take that like seriously. So. Uh, I, just, I just got a, a message from Bestman. Um, remember, you have this Empire article, too, if you feel like it. 
We're literally doing it. Oh, I'm doing it live. I'm doing it live, Bestman. <laughs> he's like, he's giving me the heads up on this one that we're doing. Um, anyways, uh, the spread most uh, mostly focuses on the acolyte. And as I mentioned in previous articles and podcasts since the summer, he means this show. Come on. Give me, give me my shout out. Remember, I've been saying that the series in particular is seen as the big Star Wars series of 2024. And this is a fact. Acolyte is the, is the flagship show. It's the one. That's it's the one that that they that they are caring about. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Skeleton Crew, you know, sees more products, shirts, uh, beach towels, bikes, sports bottles, but you know who knows? It could go it could go anyway. But um, so anyways, he goes and he writes Skeleton Crew. You may recall an exclusive article of mine. From the start of September, where I exclusively showed that Skeleton Crew had slipped into 2024, being delayed from a late November release this year. At the time I heard about the delay from sources, which was in August, I was told that there was a there was no solid release window planned outside of next year, but one source mentioned it could, but be as far as November 2024. Um, yeah, for, for, for certain, almost, I would say, you will not see it until after Halloween. You know, almost for certain. Since then, I've heard. Um, so I would say, like Thanksgiving, probably is when we're is. That's what my my guys were saying, is probably Thanksgiving. So just remember that uh, when you hear when you hear this stuff, I would I would imagine you know, uh, acolyte in the warmer months and skeleton crew in the colder months, and andor in twenty twenty five. That that's that's how this I think is going to go. However, we don't know if something ships at Disney Plus because, like, the shows are practically done. They're just kind of waiting to be released. So it could, if Disney needs it to, they could shift any of this at any time. That's why I'm just like, I'm like, fuck writing writing the articles. There's no point. I, I feel like right now there's just no point with with the ravenous nature of the Twitter machine that just goes and steals everything you do and puts it down to a sentence inaccurately, and then people just read that. And then, uh, and then it doesn't even matter. You said that. You said that's when it's coming out. That's what you said. I, they don't put a link to the article, but they put a link to your Twitter. And now, now oh, I'm not responsible. I, I put his Twitter handle. I just can't comprehend anything correctly. Not my fault. You know, that's 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 the world we live in. That's why everybody's so fucking stupid. Uh, the source who brought up the possibility of November next year still thinks it's possible, but there's also been a hint from another source pointing to that window. Uh, but others have said that spring would be the earliest possibility. However, I must stress that it seems up in the air in August. Everything was being treated as influx and fluid. Yeah, don't don't expect it until the fall. I mean, it's it's I can confirm that. It just it's it, it, it's not it's highly unlikely. And once again, I love to be wrong because I wanted to see the show this this November when it was supposed to come out. Um, and it wasn't, it's not being held for any other reason from what I understand, other than the fact that it Mandalorian hasn't filmed and that show is going to come out before the Mandalorian. And, um, so there's, they just don't see a reason to throw everything that they have out, you know? Uh, yeah, we know the answers to that stuff. Uh, I'm not going to, not going to touch it because number one, I don't care. And it's not really my, my expertise on that one. I just. I think anybody could figure it out, though. 
the Acolyte. As I've been saying for months, the Acolyte has a lot of confidence behind it. And sources told me it's almost being treated as the flagship series. Almost, no, it is. It is. It is. He's 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 being he's being a very polite Welsh boy, but he, he it is. I originally heard that the series was looking to release within the second quarter of 2024, which made which made clear to be May. However, once both the Writers Guild of America and SAG after were striking, the window became doubtful, according to my sources. As mentioned in my September article, and that September article people should read if they never did, because it's important. Sources felt that the series could suffer a delay, albeit a minor one. My personal speculation was that maybe we'd see in August 2024. And I agree with that. I do, because I think they get out they get it out in August of 2024. And then um, it goes throughout or around that time anyways. And then that allows for a little bit of a break. Because Acolyte and Skeleton Crew are two different flavors, two different things, and two different audiences, I'd say. Um, the window that was planned for Endor Season 2 uh, was August, and it just, I don't know. I don't i don't see how we how we get August, or how we get Andor in August instead. It just doesn't seem like it's going to go that way. Um, could be wrong. As always, that's, that's the caveat, is that I don't think, I don't know how solid anything is at the moment that's that's just the, the place that we're in um lucasfilm clearly liked that window as evidenced by previously setting andor season for that window in 2022 before it slipped to september and it and yeah and it only slipped because of all of the streaming stuff hitting at the same time ahsoka released there this year yeah i released on my birthday on the 23rd and andor season two initially being planned for august 2024 again i shared this information in september and was the first to do so but I have not heard an update since. That's because nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Andor season two. Lastly, we brought we brought we're, we're brought to Andor season two, which Empire's listed as a 2024 release. Andor was always planned for August 2024, as mentioned various times by the series writer and showrunner Tony Gilroy. Unfortunately, filming was cut short on Andor season two in this in the summer due to SAG after strike, with season two only having a few weeks left to shoot. We currently have no idea as to when Andor will, will resume filming, but you'd assume it'll likely be sometime in the new year. And honestly, we may not even know when it films because if they only have two weeks. That we don't know what the schedule for that is. Are they going to do all two weeks straight? Uh, is it anywhere you know important? Did they did they simply regulate it to Pinewood now? Uh, it's not clear. It's merely my own speculation, but. Given the time between production and being paused and when it'll restart again, there's a decent chance that Gilroy and Lucasfilm would have looked over what they've already had and possibly decided more time is needed in the weeks. Yeah, and this is what I've, what I've been saying is Gilroy might not like what they got, what they shot, and he might want it, some of it reshot if possible. They might not give him the money to do it, though. That's the other thing, because Andor is kind of a, you know, it's a, you know, it's a prestige show for them now. It's not going to make them a lot of money. But it gives them, but it does give a lot of brand confidence with the adults. So, and that there is something to be said for that. In my September article, I mentioned that Andor season two would more than likely slip from August into later this in the year, or at worst, early 2025, which still makes the most sense. It's all dependent when filming gets wrapped up, as far as I'm aware. And that that's the other thing, though, is like like they they filming you know two weeks for something that's next year. I, I don't think that matters. I just don't see how their schedule adds up. And Bestman holds back a lot of stuff in here from what he knows about other franchises like Marvel and stuff like that. And uh, 
it's a it, you could tell where the where those those little opportunities are and i just don't see it here though empire worked closely with studios for the magazine and spreads it's not guaranteed that the these live action series they've listed for 2024 are what they were told by lucasfilm no and lucasfilm we might just say that's they might have asked for clarification and they might have said what we said is what we said even though it's not true now the article doesn't mention that it's possible that that this is what they've heard in the past or even the assumption on their part Andor season two was announced for 2024 as was the acolyte and naturally with skeleton crew not releasing this year as planned it'll release next year all i'm saying is for readers to not take the empire pages as gospel nor should you take my word as gospel either but i promise to update you when i know more yeah and that's i mean the the, the fucking takeaway for this is that it like yeah if if they had it as like exclusive and then they had the release dates, then Lucasfilm would have updated them with something. But but realistically, they're like they they get all the press releases from Lucasfilm and they probably are going by what Lucasfilm said. But it's probably not actually in any way true to the moment at this point. That's what I think anyways. So and the uh, takeaway should be I would I would say expect very little from live action Star Wars. Expect two shows next year. There won't be anything else for the rest of the year. And then at some point, you know, they'll release some animated stuff. And then it's a, it's a whole different league than, than the live action stuff. Um, I like the, the animated stuff. Don't get me wrong. I mean, for the most part, I like Tales of the Jedi a lot. But uh, I care about that one. But anyways, yeah, just, just the takeaway is I expect two shows next year. If they put that third one in, great. If they put Andor in next year, fantastic. I would love and or to, to, to show up i'm still of the i'm still my opinion is with hulu and disney plus merging though i think they should take and or season one put it on to hulu and then they should release and or season two on hulu and disney plus at the same time i think that would be the, the best thing for it but what do i know all right and then we have another another feloni article Dave Filoni hopes to make Star Wars Ahsoka season two. Teases a plan. And then right here we got Dave with his little green script. Little script book. All right. So just a couple of days ago, Vanity Fair revealed that Dave Filoni had taken the role of chief creative officer at Lucasfilm in a piece that saw Filoni discuss the first season in depth. Though the topic of a second season of Ahsoka was brought up in the piece, Filoni remained tight-lipped as the outlet shared that a second season had yet to be greenlit at Lucasfilm and Disney+. <coughs> Filoni is once again making the rounds to discuss season one of Ahsoka. As you'd expect, the question of a second season was approached in the late, latest interview with Entertainment Weekly. The outlet reaffirmed that he's been making its way around the trade since Ahsoka season one wrapped up what Vanity Fair shared a few days ago. A second season has yet to be greenlit. You know what I mean? So, obviously. Um, EW asked Filoni of the prospect of a second season, referencing threads set up in Ahsoka that they'd assume fans would like to see the res resolution to in a second season. And I, I'm kind of wondering if that chopper droid being sent over to Pinewood is why the, that sewing circle was out there saying that Ahsoka season two was filming at Pinewood. Is that why? Did they just know that, like, the robot operator of, of Chopper was going over there or something. 
makes me wonder it's food for thought i mean sometimes that shit just straight up made up so i i don't know but okay okay feloni the tight-lipped man of, of of mystery gave very feloni answer by basically not answering the question but giving the interviewer enough to chew on you can read feloni's full quote here i've set up several threads that can continue if not i feel like well at least i got ezra home and that was really important but there's always a plan i hope one day we'll see it it could be very cool but it took a while to get ahsoka done so you never know always in motion is the future says dave um that's a star wars quote because he, he knows what that is anyways um yeah it's it i would say uh number one feloni's new role has been completely just made insane like i actually like already have people going like oh stop feloni before he ruins star wars and i'm just like what's going on like like why is that why is this like a thing that people do i mean he it's like you guys wanted him to be the next Kathleen Kennedy. Then he gets a promotion, and then uh, then he then there's like an online thing to stop him. Hey, baby girl, Penny, can you turn that down, please? Thank you. Uh, but essentially, you know, what just just proves that it everything is crazy. Nothing makes any sense. Um, his role isn't to greenlight pictures. Uh, that's his 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 producing partner though. So you you can't underestimate that that has some sway Filoni has some sway when his producer is the one who's greenlighting stuff now so it definitely is there um that said though like like i don't know calling chaos says so we can no longer blame kathleen kennedy but we can that's that's the whole thing is i don't think i don't i the, the blame gets spread around a bit here when something failed, when something doesn't connect, the only difference now is that Dave Filoni is going to be seeing those projects earlier. So if something's a really bad idea. If something's taking something in the wrong direction, they're going to know before it's been developed for a year. According to Filoni, they're going to have his consultation on it. So, you know, it's, I'm not so sure things have changed that much. I think, um, in fact, I doubt they have because the power is still going to be in the creative's hands. It's just going to be early on what they're buying from the creative. You know, the pitch. The pitch might have a flaw. I think he would put the kibosh on that flaw. And then if they still deliver that flaw, then, well, they just don't make it or whatever. Or they just do and they just didn't listen to him. I, he doesn't have the ability to kill things, you know, to kill projects. Doesn't have that 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 power. Um, it could be any of that stuff, you know? So anyways, here we go back to the article. Floney teases they plan a resolution for the thread set up in Ahsoka, though doesn't commit to the resolution being part of a possible second season. It's more than likely that not everything set up in Ahsoka would be answered in season two. And that's, that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. Is that we have Mando and Mando and Ahsoka need to set up the backstory for that film that he's going to be making. They're going to set up the climate for it. We've already seen like Thrawn showing up. We've seen the witches uh, returning to Dathomir full, probably with an army of bodies to put onto the surface and then resurrect using the planet's evil magic. 
So, you know, he has all of these, these threads that he wants to see picked up and 100% it's going to get picked up. Like I always say though, the only difference is, is how do they want to market it? Do they want to market it as book of Boba Fett season two? The one where Ahsoka and Boba team up. Do they want to market it as Ahsoka number two, knowing that they might grow it from what it was? Because if they do grow it from what it was, it's good. But then, yeah, I mean, it's it's all it's all just it's all the same shit. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. That's like the disappointing thing, but also the good thing is Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka. It's all the same show. It's all like an anthology Star Wars show. It's just, they're just marketing it in these chunks. You know, here's, this is Boba Fett. And it's like, that's why everybody's like, why does Grogu get back together with it? Because it's all the same fucking thing. And they're moving things around so they don't have to pay people, right? That, that, that's what started that, that Disney practice. So Filoni shares what it, that it would be very cool to have a second season of Ahsoka, but that the first season took some time to get made, possibly hinting that it might take some, some time to see a second season if it ever gets the green light. And I think it will. I most definitely think it will. Like I said, just in what form? Will it be in Boba F- a Mandalorian season four? It could happen, you know? I, I heard stuff about what Disney was like planning on doing, you know, what their ideas were. And when I shared it, people were like, that's what you said is going to happen. And I'm like, I was so fucking clear, you guys. I was like, this is on the table. Not that it's the the plan and everybody's like, you know, trying to debunk. It's like, what? Anyways, previously it has been revealed that Lucas hopes to, to shoot and release both the fourth season of The Mandalorian and a possible second season of Ahsoka before the film's release of Filoni's aforementioned Mandoverse crossover movie, which will see various characters and plot lines from the live-action Disney Plus series Filoni has produced in recent years, including The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. At this time... It is believed that the Floney movie is currently aiming to release in December 2026, seven months after the untitled Ray Skywalker movie. And we can I think we should all agree that's a bad fucking idea. It it just it's a bad idea. You should not release seven months between films isn't good enough. It should be a film a year. You know? It just should be a film a year. You you're I mean you're you're hoping that you can do it because of the of the uh, thirst for a Star Wars film, but the last decade saw so much that I don't know if it's a good idea. You know, in my opinion, I think it's a bad idea. I think they would be wise to do what give it give them a year apart. As of now, it is my bel- okay. Wait, and then uh. Filoni, but seven months after the untitled, untitled Ray Skywalker movie, which is due to be released in the May of the same year with the star of the film, Daisy Ridley, recently sharing that her movie will be the next Star Wars film to release. And, uh, yeah, and that's something I've been hearing, you know, originally. It was 2025, or you're in trouble. Everybody's in trouble. Um, that's, of course, changed with the strikes and stuff. As of now, it is my belief that The Mandalorian Season 4 will shoot in early 2024. And released on time in 2025. The previous Mando season took six months to film and spent a year in post-production before debuting on Disney streaming service. Yeah, it also had a lot of reshoots on that one too. Meaning the shoot for Mando season four will likely take up around half a year to shoot. And in the post-production process, it's, it's similar to that of season three. We might not see the series hit our screens until the second or third quarter of 2025. So 
my hope is that that next season of the Mandalorian is is much more careful and um quality is the standard i guess we'd say because they i feel like this the third season was seeing like what can we get away with you know some of it was very very stellar and some of it was like well that could have been a lot better you guys in the vanity fair article it was mentioned that filoni was exploring ideas for a possible second season likely meaning he's not close to writing a draft let alone finishing a final shooting script with that in mind, it's unlikely Ahsoka would film at the same time as The Mandalorian. Though we know it's possible for two Star Wars series to film at Manhattan Beach Studios at once, as it happened last year with Ahsoka and the upcoming Skeleton Crew. And there was even some Mando reshoot going on in that, I believe. Um, in my personal opinion, it is only an opinion. If a second season of Ahsoka is a go, we likely would not see it start filming until the second half of the year. Ahsoka Season 1 filmed for six months, just like The Mandalorian Season 3 but released between 9 and 10 months after filming concluded. If the timetable is similar to what I laid out, it's possible to get both The Mandalorian Season 4 and Ahsoka Season 2 released well in advance of Filoni's crossover event film, which you would assume would have to start filming sometime in 2025 to make its December release in 2026. So that's, that's also true. Um, it's very possible that a second season of Ahsoka does not happen. After all, the viewing figures were fine, but didn't hold a candle to the bigger such as the Mandalorian, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Book of Boba Fett. And that right there is something that, you honestly, though, they need to just face reality on that. You know, if you go back and, you know, if you're, if you're, a, if you're, a, if you own superheroes, which they do, but let's just take it out of the, their whole wheelhouse. If you own Superman and Batman, you're going to have a hit when you make a Superman and a Batman show. You're going, it's just, just. The exposure of the character over the years, it's an iconic, it's a, it's mythic, you know? And uh, if you go and you um, do a, a show about some, you know, the Atom, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to get Batman money off of the Atom, are you? You're just not. And that's what Ahsoka is, a little bit better than, than the Atom, but none, nonetheless does not have 40 years of of cultural clout behind it to make somebody flip it on and check it out. And in fact, Ahsoka represents a pretty big divide, a jump off between uh, the fandom's age gap, I would say. I think that's fair to say. If a second season does not come to fruition, though I hope it does, we could see threads meant to appear in the second season implemented into the Mandoverse series, such as The Mandalorian, or left for the crossover movie, John Favreau, the creator and writer of The Mandalorian, previously branded plot points and elements meant for Mandalorian spinoff series, Rangers of the New Republic, into the third series of The Mandalorian as Rangers was canceled. Yeah, it was just all the exposition, which really hurt the season. Disney are looking to tighten their belts and make less Star Wars and Marvel series than what they have been doing in recent years. And blending threads meant for an Ahsoka series too inside and other projects might seem attractive to the industry giant. I got to be honest with you guys though on that. I don't think that's really true. Um, are we seeing like a little bit of a slowdown? Yes, but right now everything seems to be strike based. And when you take what we know is still out there and supposed to happen, it does not sound like they're really tightening their belts on the star Wars thing. Um, at all. In fact, it really feels like business as usual for Star Wars so far to me. You know, like 
that Lando series became a movie. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, none of it really sounds to me like they actually are. I think they're, I think the, uh, next year's release window will be the, where things get spread out a bit, but you know, we got Acolyte skeleton crew and Andor and man, we have four television shows that we know in the next like year will all be in the can. And then we have fucking a Taika movie somewhere out there, a Sean Levy movie somewhere out there, a Mangold movie somewhere out there. And before that, we have the Ray film by Charmino Bay And after that, we have the Filoni film. So where is Star Wars, quote, tightening its belt? Now, that's what they said. Bespin's not wrong to, to write that and to include that. That's what they've said. But unless they spread this shit out until 2030, seems to be business as fucking usual if they can get their shit made, you know? One of the most uh, exciting characters in the first season of Ahsoka was Balin Skull, brilliantly portrayed by the late Ray Stevenson. Unfortunately, Stevenson passed away before the release of the series and did not get to witness how the Star Wars fandom fell in love with this character and performance. Skull was, without a doubt, one of the most interesting characters in the series, and the series finale leaves Balin in an interesting place. After separating from his apprentice, Shin Hadi, Balin alone seeks out a mythical power that he's heard of from old Jedi legends per EW. And the film scene sees Skull stood on crumbling statues with three Mortis gods that Filoni introduced fans to in the Star Wars animated series, The Clone Wars, with Balin focusing on a light in the distance. And that's, that's, a, that's the, my belief, just at least it would make sense to me, is we've seen the, the television shows open up the galactic conflict. Everybody, what, what did we see of the New Republic last season on The Mandalorian? They're fucking eating ice cream. Just eating ice cream, guys. That's all they're doing. Just eating ice cream, denying that there's a scary galaxy out there. And then we see Thrawn return, um, ready to resurrect the witches of Dathomir has stormtroopers that are being brought back to life by these witches. And, um, and he's about to reunite the fragmented empire. And so that's going to lead to a big conflict. Nothing. There's nothing spiritual about that though. There's no spiritual, there's no force side to this. See what I'm saying? I think Balin's skull is going to go. And um, at the end of the day, because unfortunately Ray has passed away, I think that Occam's razor would be he's about just to open the Pandora's box, not survive opening that box, but none, nonetheless unleashes the the Mort the powers of Mortis into live action for general audiences. That would be my take. So. Fans have wondered what's next for Balin after the season one cliffhanger and the untimely passing of Stevenson. It was evident from the finale and that Filoni and company have plans for the new fan favorite character. Though he didn't share any insight into how he and Lucasfilm planned to take the character forward. Oh no, I'm getting attacked by a child. Um, the character forward without Stevenson. Filoni told EW that in regards to future projects, such as in Ahsoka season two, it will be a challenge. The unfortunate passing of Stevenson was likely brought through a topic on conversation for Filoni, 
Lucasfilm and with Disney with regrets to how they proceed with the character of Balin Skull and could could be a hold up for why a second season of Ahsoka has yet to give in the go ahead. I think the answers could be very I mean, we don't know what the what the bigger plan is, but if at the end of the day it was Balin's going to open the Pandora's box, like I said, um all we really need is a silhouette of Balin from behind and fucking that happening. And then we never see him again. I mean, there's ways of I think of just doing it very simply, and then and then putting it on to Shin, and uh, and we already know it, it's already been telegraphed that Shin's going to join up with Ahsoka in the end. But I think what's going, my, my, okay, here's my your head is spinning. All right, let me make your head spin. Let me make your head spin more. Here's what I think is going to happen. This is just my theory. Okay, Balin opens up Mortis the the Re- republic is about to be attacked by thrawn so now luke skywalker ezra bridger and our jedi heroes have to deal with something bigger at play the mortis thing ha- coming into the forefront is going to bring ahsoka into it because the daughter gave her life for ahsoka to live so Ahsoka's probably going to have to i don't know you know pay the piper with that in some way and um, Balin doesn't need to live in opening the Pandora's box. You know, he's like the Nazi in who opens the Ark of the Covenant and then gets killed. But now, like in this in this way, the powers that be are are out, and that would allow you know them to bring in Sam Witwer as the uh, son and make him the uh, of the Force bad guy. You know, a, a Force sensitive villain. That Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano, and everybody has to, you know, fight. Oh, your your head is spinning because of inflation. That's fair. <laughs> but um, so anyways, Bestman goes on to say, how does Lucasfilm carry on? Well, the most obvious answer is a recast. But it'll be hard pill for for fans to swallow, given how quickly many fell in love with Stevenson's performance with the character. I would also throw out there, obviously. Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia Organa is a bigger character than Balin Skull, but they didn't recast Leia, even though that was the right answer. That was the right answer for better future films than what they did. So if I'm just saying, if we go by how they acted in the past, they won't. But it does. But there is a clear difference between the legacy of Leia and Balin. Another is the use of artificial intelligence, something Lucasfilm have used in The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, using deep fake technology to place the face on a, of a younger Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, on another actor's face and use AI to replicate Ham, Hamill's voice. Lastly, and the option I hope they go with, is that they could choose not to follow Balin's character, having him operate off-screen, but with the ramifications of his activities impacting our characters on-screen. Which is what I'm suggesting that they will likely do. Because... You know, you just see Balin get everybody there. You see Balin in the hands. Of, I mean, that's is if if that was the original plan for the character. If they just had Ray Stevenson for this one series, this one season, which also could have happened, you know, um, and that's just where it ended, and that's what he did. I think you could get away with that, especially with that little addendum, like I said. Hopefully, we get news on the second season of Ahsoka soon enough. <coughs> ah, ah, I'm dying. Whether it's positive or negative. But one thing I hope for more than anything is that Lucasfilm and Filoni handle the Balin character with care going forward, which I assume they hope to do honoring the late, great Ray Stevenson. And I think they will. 
most likely they will. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of potential out there for for where the Filoni film could, could can go. There's a lot of uh, potential in Taika Waititi making an original trilogy, lighthearted space opera film, if that's what he's going for, you know. And and we still don't know the the thing to remember is we don't know really truly know the premise of these movies for the most part, you know. I don't believe Ray just having two Jedi apprentices in her movie is the movie. That's very weak. And when you have like Lindelof working on it for a couple of years, that's it. Okay, lift rocks. You know, there's more to it than to it with all of these. And um, they might all be bad ideas. They could be. They could all be shit ideas for all we know because they're not sharing what the ideas with this are. So we have to assume, we, we hope they're going to be good, but it doesn't mean they will be. But uh, and anyways, thank you. Thanks everyone for, for hanging out and uh, with me today and, and for all of the uh, support on Patreon and being a channel member and stuff like that. It makes a difference, especially around the Christmas time. Um, if there's any news tomorrow, which I think there will be, I will be back to talk about it. And uh, yeah. And then if you were watching the show on replay, leave a comment and we do read all the comments. So, you know, if you're rude, we'll just ban you. But if you, you know, you actually have like a real comment, then we'll, we'll answer it or adjust it on the show. And uh, make sure you like the video and all that jazz. And uh, the show's also on Spotify. I upload it to Spotify with video uh, as well. So if you would rather, you know, be able to listen to the show in the car and then switch the video back and forth. Spotify is an option for what it's worth. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with, with uh, Rob or, or Bespin or Tom. This show was brought to you by Tom's computer. So he's always welcome. But uh, anyways, good, good to see everybody. Um, I'll be back. If any big news breaks, I'll be back as well and see, see everybody very, very soon and uh, be cool. Stay in school. Spaceships.